0: Welcome to the 186th episode of the Young Terps podcast from the Viner 4Gate studio. This is your host, Mason Viner, and your co-host, Jack Rothenberg. Uh, it's It's been a little bit, Jack, but we've seen the Terps reach their high on the season, and, well, they've gone pretty pretty far down as of recent.
1: Yeah, it's been a rocky road, but hopefully moving into the Big Ten tournament, they can find their groove back and make a little bit of a run here go, going into The Big Ten Tournament and then March Madness. Yeah, and it is March. Now March is
0: here. The ACC Tournament tipping off today. The Big Ten Tournament tipping off tomorrow. But let's go back a little bit. The Terps beat Michigan State uh, about a week and a half ago.
1: And was that the high on the season for you, Jack? For me, it definitely was. It capped off their win streak, obviously losing their next two. As we talked about in the last podcast episode, that was the trap game for me. And for them to come out, basically hold a double-digit lead for the majority of the game, hold the lead, and then finish it off, pushing it up to 18, winning 73-55, that, that was a great game. It was a great game. They end
0: up winning it by 18, dominating defense. They really executed the game plan that we've heard uh, the coaches talk about this year. That's what they want to do. Um, the that felt like if that was the last game of the season this team could do some major damage come march and then the fall off they lose 60 to 55 to northwestern 61 or 66 to 61 to penn state um it just didn't go well going into that northwestern game jack i believe on the last podcast i told you that's the game that i'm afraid of um and apparently, rightfully so, Eric Ayella has a terrible game. Aaron Wiggins tries to carry the team. Daryl Morsell misses a big three late, and they lose. They did not play good basketball. Neither team did. But Maryland just seemed to not make that shot. They really didn't get it out of Ayella. And what I think, and as we kind of talk about this Penn State game, what I think we're going to start to see is if n- Maryland needs everybody that plays to play some kind of well. Not necessarily score a bunch of points, but they need their Eric Ayella, Darryl Morsell, Aaron Wiggins, and Donta Scott to play well. They're not necessarily getting the best play out of Scott and Ayala As of recently, they've not been making their free throws. This is a team on the offensive side of the ball, Jack, that I feel like needs to do the easy things to
1: win games. Yeah, and we were talking after the, those two Nebraska wins. I was worried moving into that Rutgers game. They needed help from those other players not named Ayala Wiggins, to score on the offensive end in order to win. And they did that against Michigan State. Everybody contributed, they got the win, but going into the Northwestern game and then the Penn State game, obviously Wiggins had 26 against Northwestern, but no one else really was able to score or had a great offensive game that night. And then also against Penn State, yes, there were three people in double figures, but other than that, there weren't that many scores. So I think there needs to, it needs to be a collective effort for this group to to win games down the stretch in March. It does. And every team needs that as it comes
0: to tournament time. But again, going back to Penn state, taking a look at the stat sheet, they really struggled in the wrong places. And and my main kind of place where they got to do better is at the free throw line, they end up seven for 13, 53%. Uh, They didn't shoot the three ball particularly well. It wasn't awful either. 38%. They shot 47 overall. You got to make your free throws at home. And the difference in this game is told at the free throw line. Penn State shoots 24 total free throws. They make 19. The Terps only get 13 free throws in the game. They make seven. And there's your difference right there. You make your free throws, you win. Even though in a rarity in college basketball, the road team shot a lot more free throws. Uh, As far as scoring, Galen Smith had a nice start to the game. He had four. Morcell gets 10. Uh, Wiggins fifteen, Ayala fourteen. Simona gets twelve minutes. Does not enter an assist or a point. Hakeem Hart didn't have a good game. Uh, Jarius Hamilton and Scott played okay. Hakeem Hart's another guy, Jack, that I think they really need to play well if they're going to do if they're going to do damage.
1: Yeah, and going back to that Michigan State game, he played very well. He got in double figures, and that's what he's that's his role for this team. Yes, he can play defense. But he's their three-point shooting guy. He's the one that needs to score and step up for this team to play well. And I think he's going to be able to do that. He's been playing well as we've moved into the latter stages of the season, the regular season. And I think he's going to step up in this Big Ten tournament and play well.
0: I hope he does. And it does not start easily for the Terps. They get the 11:30 game on Thursday. They'll take on Michigan State, never a team that you want to see in March. Michigan State knocked off Michigan. Uh, Both of these teams, now this 8-9 game is usually a game where one team, the winner of the game, generally gets into the NCAA tournament. The loser, it doesn't look great for. This is the case. Both of these teams are most likely in the tournament at this point. Michigan State in a 10 or 11 seed. Uh, The Terps were looking at possibly a 7 or 8 seed, now looking at a 9 or a 10, uh, win or lose. Maybe they fall to the 11 line, depending on what else happens. Jack, what's your feeling? And really quick, I have a lot of memories of this game. This eleven thirty game, generally uh going up through high school and middle school, a, a game that I would find a way to grab a laptop or a computer and turn on. It's it, And for a lot of people at work, it, it is like that. Uh, I'll know that I'll have it on in the background at work. Jack, what's your plans? 1130 on a Thursday. Um, Are you going to be able to see the game?
1: Yeah, I I do. Luckily, I don't have any classes during that time, so I'll be able to watch. It's going to be a a pretty good game. As you said, the 8-9 matchup is one to watch for towards the NCAA tournament. But I do think, like you said, this 8-9 matchup is different than any other year because this Big Ten is stacked. So I think both teams are in. It's just a matter of seeding at this point. Maryland with a loss might creep back towards the bubble and be one of those first four out teams or for one, one of those teams on the bubbles, I'm not really sure. But it's going to be a great game to watch. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, and, I, and bad enough for me, I do have a meeting that runs like right through with this game that goes from 12 to 1.30 every Thursday. Uh, but I'll find a way. And going back to that, Jack, do you remember, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jack and I have known each other for a long time, I got thrown out of a math class that we had together for watching the NCAA tournament game in what must have been, I don't even remember what grade that was. But yeah, I've been uh, reprimanded a few times nah. for uh, that, watching that
1: was, games. That's a great memory. It's for a watching memory. games
0: during, uh, during classes and, and during meetings. But I, I certainly will have it on somewhere. Um, I don't like the matchup, though. I, I don't. I think this Michigan State team is dangerous. Uh, I think we've talked about this at length. It's not much, for me at least, has changed since the last time these two teams met. I think this game will be close, um, but it's hard to see Maryland getting the win. Maryland, notoriously, uh, whether it was Lefty, Gary, or Mark Turgeon, has been horrible in conference tournaments. Uh, they've never really been a conference tournament team. That's been one of the reasons why they really haven't been on the one line very much. They haven't really been on the two line very much in in terms of uh, history. They've been generally a four, five, or six seed. This is a game, though, that I feel like they have to win.
1: Yeah, it definitely has that feeling. But I like you were talking about, Michigan State is very dangerous. They just pulled off the, the upset against number two Michigan a couple of days ago. And going into that, I wasn't expecting them to get either, and I was still expecting them to make the tournament. So it's interesting how they finished out their season. But it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be close. I'm hoping Maryland can pull out the win, and I feel like they might.
0: I think they might is a good way to put it. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect out of Michigan State. They got blown out by Maryland. They got blown out by Michigan in the first leg of the back-to-back. Then they pull off that 70-64 win in East Lansing on Sunday. I saw all of this game. Uh, and you could see the big difference with the Spartans really came from the same handful of guys that the broadcasters, when they played Maryland, were saying weren't playing well. Aaron Henry got 18 points. Joshua Langford, while he only scored 7 against Michigan... He hit a monster three at the end of the game that put it away. Rocket Watts put up 21 points, which is really what you're accustomed to seeing uh, before this year when it came to Rocket Watts. He's he's one of the X-factor guys, a uh, guy that I really like. The big man for Michigan State, Joey Hauser, got 11 in 17 minutes. They, they played a complete game and they looked like they were desperate. And Michigan State, when they're desperate, their record uh, is great. They finished the season 15 and 11, not the year that they were hoping for, but. Somehow, they've managed to get it together here at the end of the year. And it looks like they're going to be in March Madness for a 23rd straight year. And if I'm Maryland, I think the adjustments that you need to see have to be at the free-throw line. You just have to go back a couple days and figure out what was I doing right that I'm not doing now. And I think that comes at the free-throw line. I think it comes with ball movement. And it's odd because a lot of times when Maryland's fallen off Jack, it's been because they start slow. They start both these games up 11 and up 12, and they finish the way to lose. Uh, it just adds to the fact that this Maryland team is very different than any other Mark Turgeon basketball team that we've seen.
1: Yeah, and for me, the thing that's most frustrating about this entire situation that Maryland finds themselves in is they go on that five-game win streak. At least for me, I was expecting them to, to be Northwestern and Penn State. But even with that loss to Northwestern, they go into the game against Penn State, they have a chance to grab the seventh seed instead of Rutgers. And then potentially if they were to win that game, they face Illinois in the second round instead of right now, which if they were to beat Michigan State, now they face Michigan. It would just be such a better matchup for them to play in Illinois, obviously because they've beaten them early in the season. But it's it's frustrating that they couldn't beat Penn State, a very, very, very winnable game. Now they find themselves you know, tough matchup against Michigan State where they might not even advance to the third round of the tournament. I agree with that, and I'll take it from a different angle, though.
0: They had everybody was on board. You know, you win five games in a row, as as we all know, everybody that's listening to the show, and Jack and I definitely know, Mark Turgeon is not the most liked man when it comes to Maryland basketball. They had an opportunity to win seven straight games going into a Big Ten tournament, and maybe they had the seventh seed. Uh, I don't think they would have had a shot at that sixth seed, but I'll check that. And they managed a way to find, to blow it again. And it's not just this year, and it leads all the Maryland fans and all the negativity back out. You know, this is a classic Mark Turgeon, classic Maryland. And those are the things that I think this team's done a great job of avoiding so far. They've been a fast starter as of recent. They've played hard on defense. They have the Defensive Player of the Year in the conference. Uh, by the way, congratulations, Daryl Morsell. And they blow it. And whether they come back and they win this game against Michigan State or not, everybody's going to think they're our first round out. You know, and there's not much disputing that. All the people that were on board that are really... Um, the people that you need to win over in this state because there are so many other teams and there's such a high expectation, you lost. And if you're turgent, it really sucks because I think a lot of people were ready to say, uh, let's give him some more time. Let's at least let him coach out this contract. Now everybody's screaming to fire him again. And it's just not what you want to see in the time of the year that's so crucial. If you want to be a winning basketball program, and I got one more thing to throw in there before I throw it back to you, Jack, which is I've seen this a lot online on the boards from the fans recently is why should Maryland expect more and the question that I really have for those people is what basketball team that has another arena so as we all know around here Xfinity Center is not a concert venue Uh, the arena in Baltimore is I think it's still called Royal Farms and of course Capital One Arena is what other college basketball team that has an 18,000-seat stadium would accept the results that Maryland's getting year over year? And that's kind of where I'll leave my rant for now.
1: Yeah, and I'm just going to throw it back to you real quick with the question. Obviously, they had that five-game win streak now on the two-game skid. Is there any scenario in your eyes where they turn this thing back around, they beat Michigan State? I'm not saying that they make a run in the Big Ten tournament. They can get back to that winning basketball heading into March Madness. I think they can. And every other year that
0: you've you've asked me that, I've been asked that for a long time because it seems like we've had the same end to a lot of seasons. This team is different. They're different in the way they win and they're different in the way they lose and their attitude just in general, I personally like. I don't like the results I've been seeing in the last two games, but they're a different team. They're built different uh, than, than Mark Turgeon teams are. I think they're a little bit tougher in terms of mindset. They've been down before. I don't really know, and this is what I'll ask you, Jack, is what does turning it around look like? Does that mean they beat Michigan State and Michigan? Does that mean they just beat Michigan State? Or do you think it's all in the attitude and how they play the next two games? But they got to win.
1: It's based on the attitude, which will lead to the wins. Obviously, beating Michigan State is a huge step forward. If they would beat Michigan, I think everyone definitely gets back on board like they were during that that great winning streak because Michigan is just, they're, they're a powerhouse. You expect them to go to the final four this year. If they were to beat Michigan state, then beat Michigan. I think everyone's back on, on the horse and potentially, I'm not saying they would, but potentially saying that there's a second weekend team in, in March Madness. I If they would to beat Michigan, that's their best win of the season by far in my eyes.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Michigan is a really, really good basketball team uh, this year. Let's talk about the tournament in general, but that, that was a really good point is I think it is in the attitude a lot going into this Big Ten tournament. I think they need to win to win people back over against Michigan State. They played some tough games against Michigan State in the conference tournament. I don't think they've won any of them. Uh, a couple uh, semifinal games in the conference, a couple quarterfinal games, but uh, they have not been able to top the Spartans in March. Looking at the tournament as a whole, Jack, which team do you think makes a run, uh, and who do you think will be going home early and disappointed?
1: I would watch for Wisconsin to go home early. I know that they started out the season well, but as of late, they haven't been playing great basketball. I would watch this Penn State team make a run. I know Maryland just lost them. I'm not saying that they. Ju- I'm not saying that because they just lost them. I just think they're they, they're on a they're kind of streaky. I don't know. I I have a good feeling about them. But I think Ohio State is also another team to watch. They would play the winner of the Northwestern-Minnesota game, and then if they were to win that, they play Purdue. I think they're my dark horse to win the Big Ten tournament. What about you, Mason?
0: Well, you really took my answers. I was going to say look for Wisconsin to go home early and look for Ohio State to make a (laughs) run. But I will pick different teams uh, just to change up the conversation here. The team that I look for to go home early is Purdue. Uh, I don't like or Purdue's been playing great recently. I don't like them in the tournament scenario. I think Ohio State tops them. But the team that I'm looking forward to make a run, you really took my team that I was looking forward to make a run, which is Ohio State. I'm going to flip it to Minnesota. Minnesota's been playing terribly going into this. Their coach is on the hot seat. It looks like he's out if they can't make a run here. They're the 13th seed in the conference, Jack. They were at one point ranked as high as, I think, 8 or 7 this year. Uh, I like Minnesota to make a run. Uh, the other team I'm looking for, because I always look at the ones whose coaches are really, really in trouble, is Indiana. So Minnesota and Indiana, I think there are two teams that can make a run. Um, but yeah, you took my answers, which were Wisconsin and Ohio State. I flipped mine to Purdue uh, and either Indiana or Minnesota. And our last topic for the podcast today is where the Terps are in terms of the NCAA tournament. Uh, Jack, I believe I've seen him on the 10 line a few places. Uh, I. Don't think there are a nine seed anywhere, but it's really in the hands of this Michigan State game uh, where they end up.
1: Yeah, Joe, I'm looking at Joe Lenardi's on ESPN right now. He has them against Clemson as a ten seed in the first round. But as you said, this Maryland Michigan State game is going to be a big indicator of where they end up. Let's just say they were to beat Michigan State and then lose in the second in the third round. Sorry, where how far up do you think they stay? How far up do you think they can get?
0: Yeah, I was talking to Patrick Stevens of the Washington Post, who's also a bracketologist and really uses a different set of numbers and has been very accurate. Uh, Patrick's uh, written for the Washington Post. He's a bracketologist for the Washington Post in the Athletic uh, for a long time now. He kind of has Maryland in that spot where they're an 11 seed if they lose uh, and as far up as a 7 if they're able to beat Michigan State. Uh, it depends on a lot of teams. You know, right now, going into this conference tournament time, which is so crucial, a lot of it is almost like the college football playoff. It's what you put in front of the committee last. Right now, Maryland's not doing a good job of that. The other f- factors, of course, is Maryland has a lot of great wins. They beat Illinois. Uh, they beat Wisconsin. They beat Purdue. You you could use one of those teams to make a run. Now, there's a lot of teams between that seventh seed and out of the tournament that are looking to make that last push, looking to put that last statement on paper. And if you really want to get into it between the nines and the teams that are on the outside looking in right now, those are those are your kind of crucial spots. It's about who wins and who loses. If Maryland wins and a lot of other teams on the bubble, including like a Michigan State, lose, then the Terps are in a lot better position than they were before. But you can also see it going the other way. Some teams get hot, Maryland loses, and maybe... And I still think there is a chance that Maryland's on the outside
1: looking in. Yeah, and the thing about Maryland, if they were to lose this Michigan State game, the thing about the bubble and what makes the bubble so great is that there are so many other tournaments going on that someone can steal an automatic qualifier, and that would potentially take Maryland out of the tournament, which is, The thing that I love a lot about March Madness, but in this case, I wouldn't (laughs) if Maryland's in that position.
0: I would agree with you. It is one of the things that I love. I love the auto bid. I love the chance that everybody's still alive coming in, and it's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Now, round one and two of the actual tournament is really the games that I love, but this week is close. You know, the Big Ten tournament, even before Maryland was in the Big Ten, has always been one of my favorite games to watch. I love... The Big Ten championship game right before the selection show—it's one of my favorite things in all of sports. And one day, maybe one day we'll see Maryland make a run and play in that game. Uh, I do, i really don't think it's this year, though,
1: Jack. No, I don't either. Just uh, one that Michigan State game, but two Michigan—just powerhouse. I—I I don't think there's any way that Maryland could take down Michigan.
0: And before we go in this podcast, who do you think takes down the tournament, and how far do you think the Turfs get?
1: I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ohio State. I picked them as our dark horse to win. I'm gonna go with them. We'll see what happens, and I think Maryland's gonna get to the third round. They'll find a way to beat Michigan State, but then they'll lose to Michigan. How about you, Mason? I think Iowa will
0: take it home. Uh, I really like the way the Hawkeyes are playing. I think Luka Garza is a fantastic basketball player. I- I'm liking the way that he's he's been playing. Uh, the Hawkeyes have fallen off just a little bit since the beginning of the season when they were red hot uh and i think maryland beats michigan state and they get clobbered by michigan that's my prediction and that will do it for this episode of the young turfs podcast as i would like to thank our sponsors viner four gates and rockville for all of your business it needs give them a call we will be back during the big 10 tournament and that's it for now Hoping that the Tarps can finish out the season strong, or they already are ready or done with the season, but hoping that they can make a strong push in the Big Ten tournament as we get closer to selection Sunday. And as always, thanks for listening.